0: Hi believer and welcome back to the Woe Believer podcast where we are bearing fruit daily by rightly dividing the word of truth. Today we are going to be talking about relationships okay I know I'm a little late because B-Day was like a week ago two weeks ago but you know we're not going to be talking about your average earthly relationships. We're going to be talking about your personal relationship with Christ because that's what matters. A lot of people get caught up in these earthly relationships or try to be gratified or fill a void through earthly relationships when they really, really, really need a relationship with the ultimate source. So today we're going to be talking about how do you know if your relationship with Christ is solid? Do you even have a relationship with Christ? Does God know you? And do you know God? What is your commitment? I just want you to take a few seconds to just ponder on those questions. Do you have a relationship with Christ and what does it look like? Does Christ know you like you think he knows you? Or do you know Christ as much as you think that you know Christ? If your thoughts were a little bit shaky with or you are having trouble answering the questions, then you may not have as much of a solid relationship with Christ as you think you do. Just a disclaimer for everyone that is new to our podcast. What I say is to offer Jesus's salvation, not to condemn you. I always go by John three seventeen, which says Jesus did not come to condemn the world, but to save it. Everything that I'm telling you is through love. I'd rather tell you the truth, share the love of Christ and the truth of Christ and the life of Christ with you so that you are going throughout your life knowing what God is actually saying concerning you. So before we get into anything today, let's just take a few seconds to pray. So, Lord Jesus, we just come to you as humbly as we know how. First, thanking you for being the God that you are and offering us another chance to get right with you, Lord. I pray that this listener's heart will be softened and that this word will not fall on deaf ears ears, Lord Jesus, that they'll be receptive and that your Holy Spirit will fill them up so that they will be convicted and able to receive the revelation that is being shared with them today. Thank you so much, Jesus. In your name, I pray. Amen. So a relationship with Christ is the absolute key to get into heaven, y'all. So there's no other way into the kingdom of of God, except for through the son and believing in the son. John 14, six specifically says this. Jesus says, I am the way, the truth and the life. No one comes to the father except through me. Y'all, this is a super, very familiar, popular scripture, but it holds the key to salvation. It literally is saying you cannot receive, you cannot go to the father, except through me. I'm the way there. My like the, I'm the truth. I'm the way I'm the life. I'm what I do here. And what I say here, this is how you get there. I'm the advocate for you. You can't go straight to the father and overlook and overdo everything that I do. You can't, you can't hop over me and go straight there. No, you have to come through me. So a relationship with Christ is open to anyone who believes, anyone, no matter who you are, a relationship with Christ is open for you. Everyone receives the same opportunity to get right with Christ, everyone. And it says in John 3, 16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes you have to believe keyword believe and him shall not perish but have everlasting life this is evidence that it takes belief to receive the gift of everlasting life okay actually you know what Bible story time so I'm reading I'm reading mark 9 (laughs) and there's a man in the crowd of the multitude you know as there were various multitudes all throughout Jesus's ministry tour. And this man had a son that was demon possessed since childhood. And the son would do stuff like throw himself in the fire. He would foam at the mouth. And basically, this man had heard about Jesus. So he went to where he was going to be. And he originally asked the disciples, hey, can you cast this demon at my son? And the disciples, they couldn't do it. So the man went to Jesus and was like, hey, I asked the disciples if they can rebuke this demon out of my son but they couldn't do it and you know jesus turns to his disciples and he says oh you of little faith you know you don't believe that's the reason why you can't do it and this man then asked jesus in verse 22 mark 9 but if you can do anything have compassion for us and help us If you can do anything, like if you can do it. In verse 23, Jesus says to him, if you can believe, I love Jesus. He is so, yes, like quick with it. Yes. Jesus said to him, if you can believe, all things are possible to him who believes. And the man responded saying, Lord, I believe, help my unbelief. So Jesus is saying to the man, like if you believe that it can be done, then it can be done. It's possible for it to be done. You know, he says in this word, if you only have faith as small as a mustard seed, a mustard seed is literally so tiny, then you can move mountains. But it requires faith. A lot of people are like, what? I can't move a mountain. Well, then you can't, I guess. But Jesus is saying, if you just have faith that it can be done, it's possible for me to do it. But I can only operate in faith. That's what Jesus is telling this individual. I can operate in faith, but if you don't have faith, then we I cannot operate in this. I can't operate in unbelief. And this man, he's saying, you know, I believe, like I, I want my son to be healed. So I believe, Lord, I believe, help me with my unbelief. What, what do I need to do to fully invest my faith in this? You know, help me. And then Jesus rebuked the demon and the child. So this man knew who Jesus was and his power, but he had doubt in his heart, you know, and that could have come from experiences with other church people or other people in the Christian faith, like the disciples who, when he asked, Hey, can you, you know, rebuke my sons, demons, it couldn't be done. And the Lord even asked, how long has your son been, you know, how long has your son been dealing with this? And he says, since childhood. So We don't know how long, but since childhood means that this son is probably not a child any longer, if he's saying since childhood. So for a long time, this man was unable to receive any sort of spiritual help to get this demon out of the son. So that probably added to the amount of doubt. And Jesus recognized that. And he says, hey, like, I believe it can be done I need you to help my unbelief like there are so many times where I've gone to church people and there's so many times where people who say they operate in Christ were unable to have faith in in doing things like healing or rebuking demons or etc cetera, etc cetera. Lord can you help my unbelief I want to believe. So when we are in states where we're like Lord I know the only way I can be saved is through faith. I need you to help me reveal yourself to me, Lord. How like, how can I believe? Like, Lord, I want to believe. Help my unbelief, help my doubt. Lord Jesus, this is why I'm doubting. Can you reveal yourself in this way, Lord Jesus? Not necessarily saying, Lord, give me a sign. Not that. But Lord, I already believe in you. I'm having these specific doubts. I need you to reveal yourself so that those doubts are cleared. Lord, I'm confused when it comes to this, that, and the third. Can you guide me so that I'm no longer confused? That is what it, that's what it means. You can doubt, you can, you can question, hey, I don't understand this. You can question. The Lord says with all your getting, get understanding. Don't lean on your own understanding. That he says that for a reason. Like, I know like this, you are real. I know that you sent your son and that he died for me. But Lord, I'm having trouble seeing that, seeing that in my life. Can you show me? That's the humility that comes with asking the Lord for help when doubting. Luke 11:9, Jesus says, So I say to you, ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks and he who seeks... And to him who knocks, it will be open. Now Jesus was referencing this as the Holy Spirit. Like if you seek out and you ask me for the Holy Spirit, I will fill you up. But this is also a Testament of faith that despite me not having this yet, I'm asking you for it. That requires a level of belief. When it comes to a relationship, you need trust. I have to trust my partner. That's what Jesus is asking for you. I need you to be willing. And I need you to trust. If you're willing and you trust me, I will give to you anything is possible with me. I will fill you up with my spirit. I will do what needs to be done in this relationship for it to be successful. But it's going to require you to believe. It's going to require for you to have faith. It's going to require for you to trust me. God is a loving father and he's waiting for you at the door. But it requires your acceptance of the truth. And this is the truth. Jesus is the truth. It requires you to believe in Jesus. He said he is the way, the truth, or the life. Anyone who believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. I'm mixing the two scriptures here, I know, but you guys get the point. Hebrews 11, 1. Now, faith is the evidence of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. This means that a testimony and the reliance on Christ during these troubling times is evidence that we have faith in Christ. So let me break this down. So what it's saying is, now, faith is the evidence of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. So we can't personally see. I mean, some people do have the gift to be able to see. A lot of people in the Bible, the Lord revealed himself to, you know, but even they say the light is so bright that you can't even really see him. But for many of us, including myself, I've never seen Jesus or God with my own eyes, right? So it requires me to have Faith. And that faith, that evidence is testimony. Lord, I know you're real because I was delivered from this. I know you're real because when everybody wasn't around, you're the only one there and you got me out of this circumstance. I know that this couldn't be anyone but you. That's what it says. That's what it means. Well, faith, that's what it means by now faith is the substance of things hoped for the thing, the evidence of things not seen. I don't see God, but I see him in my life, I see him all around me in the things that go on in my life. That is faith. That is evidence that God is operating in your life. Sometimes we're put in positions where man cannot help us so that we rely, we have to rely on faith so that we can know that this was nothing but God. This was nothing but Jesus who delivered me from this. I was so close to death so many times. I was so depressed. I was dealing with anxiety. No one knew the answer. No one knew how to get me out. I was in such a dark place. It it, it required me to ask the Lord for help. And when I got to that point, then we sought out deliverance. Deliverance is the half of it. Faith is the other half. It requires faith for God to operate in your life. If you don't believe that he can do it, there's then there's no faith there. There's no belief. A lot of people are stuck in the same spot in their life because they choose not to believe that they can ever be delivered from that. That requires you to communicate with God. Lord, I want to be out of this. I believe it's a submission and a humility. I believe help me with my unbelief despite the fact. Help me with my doubts. I see you operating because I know this was nothing but you that could have done this. Hebrews 11 6 says, but without faith it is impossible to please him for he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently diligently seek him. You can't go to God without faith. It's impossible to please him without faith. It's impossible to make God happy without believing him, without believing in him, without trusting him, without having faith in him. Like literally think of a relationship. It's really hard to satisfy your partner if you don't have any faith in them. You don't believe they can do anything. Like, hey, I love you. Yeah, okay. Hey, I trust you. Yeah, okay. Hey, I want to like reward you and and do the most for you. Yeah, okay. Okay. I can't do nothing for you if you don't think that I can do it. Or in every single time that I do something for you, you think it's somebody else who did it. Or you think it was just you and yourself. I can't operate in that. Faith is the evidence of things not seen. How can I be evident in your life if you don't believe that I'm there? The key to entering God's kingdom is the faith that we have in him. That despite where we're, what we're going through, no matter what, no matter what, that nobody informed against us shall prosper. That God is n- with God, nothing is impossible if we believe. We can do exceedingly above all that we ask or think, because He cares for us and that He'll never leave us nor forsake us. Ephesians two and eight says, "For by grace you have been saved through faith, and that not of yourselves; it is the gift of God, not of works, lest anyone should boast." Works don't get you into the kingdom. Your relationship with God does. Jesus says in Matthew 7 21 23 on that day many will say Lord Lord did we not prophesy in your name and cast out demons in your name and do many mighty works in your name and then I will declare to them I never knew you depart from me you evildoers I never knew you imagine that I don't have a relationship with you I don't even know you I don't even know who you are. You never trusted me to do anything in your life. You never had faith that I could operate and provide better. You don't even know who I am. I don't even know who you are. You never reached out to me. You, you saying you did this, that and the third You never had a conversation with me about it. Was that why I sent you down there? You only had a conversation with me when you was going through something. You never asked me or ever gave me any reference or ever worshiped me and just thanked me for all that I did. You don't even know, you don't know what I think about you. You don't know if I'm happy with you or if I'm upset. There's no relationship here. Those who have a relationship with Christ, it's evident that they have a relationship with Christ. Because when they do wrong, they're convicted, they repent because the Lord chastised them like a loving father. Oh no, you're going to know you did wrong and you're going to suffer the consequences for your actions. I remember hearing the voice of God and literally crying because I felt the disappointment. But I know that I can confidently say that I have a relationship with him because I was able to receive that chastisement and do what it was that he wanted me to do. A lot of people have not heard the voice of God ever. And if that's you, we're going to talk about that later. And I have a few other episodes that talk about that, but we're going to talk about that later. So faith is the first step to being in a relationship with Christ. Next is the Holy Spirit's acceptance. So like I was saying before, knock and the door shall be open. Ask and, you know, seek and you shall find. Ask and, you know, ask the Lord. Hey, I want to build a strong, I want a, a relationship with you. I want to know you. I want you to know me. I want this. Because God gives us free will. It's a choice that we have to make. God can't just give it to us. Lord, I don't want to be in this rubber mind stuck In my own ways, in the world, where it's nothing but trials and tribulations, I want you. I want a relationship with you. I want to know the Father. That is the acceptance of the Holy Spirit. And it comes with humility. It doesn't come, give me the Holy Spirit, da-da-da-da. This is my only way. No. It's, Lord, I really, 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 really want a relationship with you. I'm passionate about this relation, um, Revelations 320 says, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come into him and dine with him and he with me. That's the Holy Spirit, my voice, the voice of God, it should be loud in your ear. I remember the first time that I really received the Holy Spirit in my adulthood I was driving in my car and I was breaking down. And I was going through a really big heartbreak and I was just crying out to the Lord and I was like, "Lord, just take all of this away from me. I, I just, I, I, I just want to desire what you want for me. That's it. I'm done doing it my way." And the Lord was like, "Get to know me and my word. Get to know me. Before you ask anything of me. I, I mean, I'm, I'm willing to do it." But know who I am. Don't just don't just call me and pray to me when you're going through stuff. But then when things get back to, all right, you're gone. You, you don't hit me up anymore. You don't talk to me. Imagine how demeaning that is. I mean, literally with everything going on with this talking stage and ghosting and situationships, think about our current dating relationship culture and how it's so easy for people to just ghost people after they get what they want. Don't be like that with God. Keep that relationship. That relationship should be a priority. It's not a, oh, I received my blessing. Oh, I received the job. Oh, I received the college acceptance. Oh, I have my family. Oh, I'm married now. I'm out. Ghost never to be heard from again. Cause what if God did that to you? Do you know how depressing it is to never have like to to struggle to hear from God? It requires a total surrender. It requires not my will, but your will be done. Not my desire, but your desires. Not what I want, but what you want for me. That's what it requires. Lastly, get to know God by reading his word. That was actually his instructions for me when I first was getting to know who who God was and building my relationship with him. It was get to know me and my word. Get to know God by reading his word. And that's the Bible. Get to know what he says. What instructions does he command of us? To love me with all your heart, mind, and soul. To love one another as you love yourselves. To go bear fruit to abide in me to forgive you know there's so many instructions people are asking lord what do you want me to do lord what are your commands for me open your word and read they're there and the bible will make god's voice evident to you y'all this is so crazy i was literally flipping through the bible today finding the scriptures that um well not Finding the scriptures that were supposed to be most relevant to a relationship, the ones that really resonated with me. And then as I was flipping through them, I saw other highlighted passages and I was like, wait a second. Oh, my goodness. This is relevant as well. And literally, this is the scripture of one of those texts that were highlighted that I just skimmed over, like just just happened to skim past. And it stuck. And it was Second Timothy 316, it says, all scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction and righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work. You will be able to operate in the Holy Spirit. You'll be able to operate the way God wants you to operate, operate with purpose, bearing fruit, having a key, strong relationship with Christ through the scriptures that, were given to us. God didn't do all that for no reason. God had all these people doing all these miraculous things, saying all these instructions, all these commands with all these different people. They all happen to write it down and it's well known and published available for us to read and we just don't it's profitable for doctrine it's profitable read it and it will only benefit your walk reading God's word also makes the Holy Spirit's voice more evident we won't a lot of people don't hear from the Lord because they don't know if he's actually saying something because they don't know the word they don't know how God speaks they don't know what God says read your word and I have a how to read the Bible in a year up on my blog on woebeliever.com. That's w-o-e-believer.com. Um, let's pray. Well, actually, let's just go over a few things. So first step is to have faith. Believe. Believe that Jesus is real. Do you believe that he, was, that he died, was buried, and rose again, and that he's evident, and that he's coming back? Do you actually believe that? And if that's something that you're struggling with, pray, Lord, help me to believe reveal yourself to me to believe so i can see you evident in my life so i can build my faith so i can build my testament so i can get to know you pray and ask the lord lord fill me with your holy spirit i want a relationship i want to submit to your will and i know that's not possible without hearing from you so lord please give me your spirit We cannot operate in flesh alone without the spirit. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. We need the Holy Spirit. He says he's knocking at the door. If you just open it, I'll come in and dine with you. Last, read your Bible, get to know him. All right, Lord Jesus, thank you for this listener listening. I'm really, really excited for this believer that they are going to believe, start praying, asking for the Holy Spirit and reading your word. Lord Jesus, I pray that you will reveal yourself to them in their lives so that you are evident, Lord Jesus, and that their faith will become even stronger, Lord. They have the first step covered by listening to this podcast, Lord. I pray that you will fill them with your spirit, Lord Jesus, and that your voice will be clear to them, Lord, and that you will be able to speak to them and their ears will be open to receiving your voice. Lord Jesus, I'm praying that when they open their Bible and they read, that you will be evident in the text, Lord Jesus. I'm praying for their salvation, Lord, and their walk, that their relationship with you only becomes stronger. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Remember to check out our website for the Read the Bible blog in a year on WoeBeliever.com. You can follow me, your host, Naila Amara, on Instagram at Amara N A I L A H. I-M-A-R-A. And we do have a Twitter account. Yes, it just got started. No, there are no tweets on it, but there will be tweets on it. I'm not a big Twitter person, but you can follow us at Woe Believer on Twitter. And remember that Jesus loves you and so do I. And we are all brothers and sisters in Christ and we are saved through grace and faith. Be fruitful. I love y'all. Bye.